With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Radio. I'm your host, Brandon Hauser, the dream teacher, clinical hypnotherapist, and psychic spiritual consultant. Uh, just to let you know, if you want to get in touch with me, as it seems uh, everybody is finding different ways to, to get in touch here, I want to let you all know that you can visit me on my website, thedreamteacher.com. Uh, there you can shoot me an email, set up appointments, look for some goodies on the downloads tab. Um, and if you want to contact me, send me a message uh, and look out for some uh, new opportunities, new discussions, new posts and broadcasts, uh, so you can find me there at thedreamteacher.com. Today I wanted to really highlight some of the things that are happening all around the world, things that are forcing us all to be connected in some way, shape, or form. Being a, a psychic and, and spiritual figure in the world today and over the past decade, over a decade, I have amassed a beautiful group of colleagues and friends and uh, other spiritually minded people who I remain in contact with uh, to this day. And one thing that we are all, of course, talking about is the, the current pandemic that is quite literally plaguing the earth uh, and everybody is pretty much aware of exactly what is going on and I can't help but to try to look into this issue, this situation, this experience uh, from as many different perspectives as I can. You know, I'm uh, in Austin, Texas and what we're experiencing here is going to be different than other parts of the states, other parts of the country, and other parts of the world. Everybody is experiencing this differently. And I find that incredibly interesting that although we're experiencing the same situation, we all are having a different perception of what is happening. And I really wanted to invite some spiritually minded people here with us today to be able to discuss this, to talk about it, to open up different ideas, different perspectives, and different perceptions. Um, 
So I want to introduce my first guest here, uh, and I'll bring her on, psychic medium and intuitive Catherine, um, and she is coming to us from Canada. So let's welcome her to the show. Hey there, Kathy, are you there? I am. How are you? Hi, doing all right. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. Absolutely. You know, I know that you and I, we have... uh, we follow one another on social media and I've seen quite a few posts where you've been disseminating information for people out there. And so it seems like you're staying pretty, um, pretty on top of what's happening in the world. If you could, Kathy, just uh, talk to us a little bit about what's happening where you are. What are you seeing with this kind of uh, uh, this queer, not kind of a clear global pandemic that's happening? Well, for us in in my city, I'm in Edmonton, and right now we currently have, I think it's 60 positive right in my city, and through the province, we're over, we're close to 300, uh, you know, positive cases. And, you know, I, I would say in general, we're doing, we're doing okay. Like most people are staying in their homes. Most people are obeying I guess would be the best way to say we're trying to not be part of the problem as opposed to you know being out in the public and spreading it I think most of us are understanding like this this could overwhelm our healthcare system this is something that we don't want to bring home to our friends our family our kids our spouses all of that so I think for the most part you know in general uh, Emmetonians or Albertans, you know, even for the most part, Canadians, we've been pretty good about it. Um, you know, you're going to have those ones that are just under a different mindset. And, right. you know, I'm sure we'll probably get more into that, you know, throughout the show. But, you know, there are the ones that are still in this phase of disbelief. And, you know, um, you know, we've got some fantastic workers out there between the nurses and the, you know, the people that are, you know, maintaining our grocery stores and, and, you know, just our general, you know, cops, everybody who's out there that has to be in the public is doing amazing. But then we've still got those ones that are not, they're, they're not doing what would really help our system currently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's kind so of where, where we are. Stand? But I would say in general, what's up? Where do you stand? How are you dealing with everything? What's your perspective? We're isolated. <laughs> We're, I, you know, actually, I've only been going out unless it's absolutely necessary. And even then, I'm trying to limit it to about every three days. It's like, you know, five or ten minutes running into the store, grabbing anything if it's absolutely needed. Um, you know, I'm a little bit of the, I'm bringing my Clorox wipes with me, (laughs) (laughs) wiping everything down. And yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm immune compromised and my son has asthma. So, you know, and of course I've got elderly parents that if I was to, you know, having to go visit them or to go see them, you know, I'm basically trying to protect, you know, everybody around me. I feel like the hardest part for me right now is not being able to see my daughters. Um, and I miss them like crazy, but you know, there has to be that sort of isolation period between the time that they were in public to the time that I can get really spend time with them. So I'm doing what I can. And thankfully they're adults and you know, they're doing okay, but I miss them like crazy. So. Absolutely. And that does seem to be a big part of this is, 
that sense of separation from family, family members, loved ones, um, especially with a situation such as yourself, if you are immune compromised or anyone else, you know, it's regardless of your chances of, of being able to catch this infection and this disease, it's that whole issue of not knowing, you know, if you even fully have it and giving it to somebody who is. So I think it is smart for you to pay attention and to be in tune, right, with your body and know what your your body can Absolutely. handle um, taking the precautions. And I think that goes along with what I've been trying to tell people and advise them with is that right now you just have to follow your gut instinct, especially since there's not as much information as there are, you know, maybe about other diseases that are out there. Um, while information is coming to light, it's just important to follow what your body's natural intelligence feels is right. You know, that sort of animalistic nature uh, that we all have to, mm-hmm. to maintain a sense of intuition or gut instinct, gut level feeling. So I think it's smart oh, and I'm glad that 100%, you're... 100%, right? Like we have to... You, you know, it, it's easy to be deluded by what other people are doing as a, but you, ha, you know, and, and opposed to what the media is telling you. And then, you know, you're going to have the rebels that are like, oh, nobody's keeping me inside <laughs> or whatever. But, you know, right. like in the general consciousness of humanity, I mean, you've got to just follow your own, like you said, your own instinct and you got to follow your own gut and, Hopefully it is in the, you got to hope that your core is going with the the global consciousness is basically where I want to say it. And looking at the big picture, it may be inconvenienced for a while, but what is, what is going to be the outcome of, of things by just doing what you should, what you absolutely know you should be doing. Absolutely. And And I want to get a little bit more. Exactly. I want to get a little bit more into the outcome of things. And I really would love us for for all of us to be able to talk about, you know, where we've seen things uh, stem from and where we think this is going. But first, uh, I, I want to bring on our next guest, uh, Dionysus Crawford, and take a look into some of the astrology um, that is behind this issue, you know, looking at the, the map of when things started, you know, during this outbreak, where we are now and what's to come in the future, and really allow us to all kind of tap into this this situation um, and be able to provide important insights. So first, let's bring on Dionysus, uh, bring him live on air. Dionysus, are you there? Yes. Hey. Hey. Welcome, welcome. So... (laughs) For a, a, a moment, could you explain to listeners kind of what's going on with you, where you are in all of this, and, and how you're experiencing this, this pandemic? Okay. Well, personally, I, I guess I have to be completely honest. You know, I haven't had this impending sense of doom that I, or fear that I've noticed kind of circulating or, you know, possibly being spread through the media. And I think a part of that is because, you know, maybe two or three or four weeks prior <laughs> to this pandemic um, or the outbreak, um, I had already been homebound. I was isolated. I no longer work, you know, a nine-to-five job. And around, literally, I think uh, around December 31st was actually the last day that I 
worked a corporate job. Um, and December 31st actually also coincidentally was the was the date in which the first confirmed case of COVID, of the um the the infectious disease that's going around <laughs> um, was reported. <laughs> that was a good save right there. Just saying. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, and and so you know um. But nevertheless, from that date, coincidentally, I've just, you know, I guess I went into a little bit of a depression, just stayed isolated in my room for weeks and weeks and weeks on end, you know, not even turning on the television, just being completely isolated from the world. And so I say that to make the point that, you know, um, I guess I, I didn't have a chance to really cultivate a strong sense of fear regarding the current threat, um, and I also was, you know, prepared, I guess, in a sense to uh, enjoy this isolation that I think now is kind of pretty much widespread with the current lockdown that's been taking place all over the world, so, um, but nevertheless, you know, my, so yeah, my experience is really, in terms of my current household, nothing has really changed. You know, all of us here, my family, we're all very home. We're we're homebound. We're homebodies. We don't go anywhere. You know, I actually coincidentally <laughs> quit alcohol, quit all of these, um, anything, uh, or, or stopped going to restaurants, for instance. Like, I just stopped doing things in the public, um, just naturally, you know, um, things that would cause me to have to engage socially with other people. I just really kind of just slowed down on all of that. Um, and um, so, you know, I guess my personal experience is a really peaceful personal experience, honestly. I'm already OCD. Like, I'm, it's never it, – it, it hasn't really impacted me personally in a way that is different from how I am already, you know. Um, right. But that has no bearing on the – the life-altering ways in which this current pandemic has been and is still currently affecting people. Um, and so in no way am I heartless or do not have a sense of compassion just because of the fact that I love the isolation or, you know, whatever, you know. Um, right, right. <laughs> you know. I, so. see a, I see a lot of memes that are out there, you know, kind of poking fun and making uh, jokes about um, – <laughs> people that are more introverted or, you know, already experience some sense of being home or homebound, um, talking about how they're not affected at all, that this is like their everyday life or that they're ready for it. And I, of course, think that laughing is, is uh, laughing through difficult times is, is something that is of benefit. It does keep stress levels down. It kind of keeps you um, in, a, in, a, in a healthy way detached, I think, um, you know, from issues that could very easily plague the mind with fear and, and worry and anxiety, nervousness, et cetera. Um, so I think that, you know, it's all in good fun. Obviously you need to take things seriously, but I would have to agree that um, for myself as well, over the past few months, I've also been, you know, more homebound, haven't really gone out, haven't really done much except for going to visit my uh, newborn nephew uh, in Aww. January. And this was right this was right during um, the first few cases in China. Like you had said, Dionysus, it, it was documented on December 31st, somewhere around there. And 
I had flown out just a, a, a week after, and I was taking every precaution. Even though no cases had left China yet, I was taking every precaution just to be safe. Like you, Kathy, I was walking around with all the Clorox wipes. You know, I was wiping down every surface. <laughs> yeah. I even got a whole row to myself because they probably thought I was looking like a madman wiping down everything <laughs> on the seat. <laughs> Oh my God, I remember when you told me about this too. Wow, back yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting to con- to compare, you know, how quickly things escalated. You know what I mean? I think that's so yeah. interesting because just weeks ago or so, you were flying somewhere, you're on a plane. Now, I don't even know if you, you know, drive towards an airport or even <laughs> get come near one like I won't I, I don't I haven't even left my house so you know <laughs> yeah no um, but the thing you know that's a, a, a mark on how quickly this is spread I mean it's already middle of March nearing end of March and this came out back in January or end of December as you said and it's kind of been blasted to all of us you know throughout news outlets media etc uh, that you know, it's coming or this is something to prepare for. The only thing that I've personally with my eyes have witnessed is seeing our grocery stores run out of food, seeing our restaurants and bars and things close. But I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything that looked like a pandemic. You know, it's nothing like the black plague where you walk outside of your house or look out your window and you see, you know, people and bodies on the ground or, you know, some really difficult things to, to, to be able to witness, but that doesn't make it any less real. I have also been practicing isolation. So, you know, I, I haven't seen much outside of, you know, what's going on in my, in my complex, in my neighborhood here. Um, but I think that's the point is that everyone's perception of what's happening is different. You know, if we were to bring on a caller from Italy, I'm certain that they would have a lot different things to say, right? And I think oh, what I really want to talk about with you guys is is why perception is important, but also how it's detrimental as well. Something I keep seeing, and you, can, you guys can agree or disagree, uh, I keep seeing a lot of people trying to force or impose their perception and their reality on other people. And I keep seeing that it kind of contributes to a sense of discord or even anger. Um, and it just feels like that's kind of the, the antithesis of, of what we should be doing at this time. Do you, do you, have, you, have you guys seen that, either of you? Um, in, in the extent of, like, like, <laughs> what I'm asking is, how do you mean like pushing kind of their agenda or like pushing their perception? I think from, yeah. So, uh, you know, in in a, for example, like, like myself or like Dionysus, you know, Dionysus isn't super uh, uh, nervous or anxious. He feels at peace. Like he said, you know, should somebody who may even be in the same city or the same country as him, force their views of panic, paranoia, doomsday, you know, onto him. Or, you know, even the inverse, oh, this isn't anything to worry about. You're being ridiculous, you know, et cetera. You know, those are the ones that have triggered me. (laughs) I think think (laughs) is the, 
and especially at first, and it, but the interesting part is, is that I've really seen a change in attitude because I mean, I, and I'm not sure about you two, but I mean, I kind of like what you were saying, Brandon, is back in January, I was starting to feel this. Like I knew something was, something was happening when this was hitting China. I was like, okay, th- something is coming. I'm going to get ready for it. I felt like, but you know, I've also, you know, it's, it's funny because I looked at the last, the, the course of the last year and a half, even in, within my own life for the last couple of years. And, you know, I went from, I, now I work at home. Um, you know, last year I took my son to California on a trip and it was just something I felt like I needed to do. Like we need to go, you know, not knowing that we don't know when we're going to go back. Like I could have said, Oh, well, we'll go next year. But it was like, no, I got to go this year. I felt like I needed to go, you know, last year. That It was very important. I needed to go. Um, so these little things have sort of built up to, I suppose, where we are right now. Um, but back in January, I was starting to feel this. And I, you know, I kept saying to people, like, look, at something's coming. Something's happening. Some, you know, get ready. <laughs> you know, and then in February, you know, I was telling friends and family, look, we just got to stock up on food. It doesn't mean hoard. I'm not talking hoarding, but start buying extras, you know, put them aside, you know, that sort of thing. Right. And I'm near the end of February, you know, when we're really starting to now see kind of the effects of stuff, I, I was pushing it. I was pushing that agenda more on my friends and family, not pushing like I wasn't, you know, driving them crazy. But I mean, I went and picked up my parents and took them shopping. I said, you guys are getting stuff like right now because the, right. you have to do this. And I had a lot of people that were poo-pooing me, not my family, not my friends, but like, I guess, acquaintances that were sort of like, oh, you know, it's just a cold, it's just a cold. And now it's funny because I've had messages from those same people going, I really wish I would have listened. I wish I would have. And I'm like, well, you know what? You trust me with your bloody love life you're phoning me all the time, but you're not trusting right. me about this, right? Right. I guess, I guess, you know, it's different if you're asking if a guy's going to call you, but it, you know, when it comes to something big, like maybe that's part of my job. Like that's part of what I do, right? And I just trust in myself and, you know, you can only do so much for other people, right? Like you can't, like you said, you can't push that agenda to, to, to the massive degree, right? But you know, you give them a heads up and, and now I've got the ones that are listening. Thank you for that heads up. And the other ones are saying, you know, I wish I would have listened. And then at, you know, coming around the beginning of March or middle of March, people were still kind of in that, this is a cold, this is a cold, it's just a flu and doing flu comparison, you know, statistics. And, and I was like, okay, I, I just, I, that was, that's what was triggering me. I think that personally was triggering me because well, just to turn it around a little, I just felt I just felt that North Americans were being so disrespectful to the people that were dealing with this on such a high extreme level in China, Iran, you know, Italy, these countries that were dealing with the devastating part of this. And I just, for me personally, it was just so disrespectful. It was so, I had to disconnect to some degree. I couldn't. You know, it was really triggering my, I guess, my sense of humanity is what I want to say. It was triggering my sense of humanity because I was feeling maybe what those other people were feeling, not on the degree that they were feeling it. But, you know, you you get that sense of that energy and you're just going at, you know, these people that are being disrespectful towards that 
it it sent up so many high energy feelings about it. And I was, you know, I had to just kind of disconnect myself from it and let it be, you know, I can't do anything about it, but at the same degree, I can still kind of push, like, look at, let's help out at least the healthcare. You got to turn it to a different, let's help out the healthcare system. Let's help out these people that are running the stores. Let's help out this. Let's, you know, let's try to turn this a different way. And that's pretty much all you can do. And hopefully people will get the message. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Dionysus, what about you? You know, should everybody have the same perception about what's going on and should these things be forced onto us or, you know, is it important to just kind of take note as to where you are and where you sit with everything? I mean, that just speaks to something I personally value in every aspect of my life, regardless of whether we're currently facing a pandemic or you know, if, you know, the whole entire world was able to lock hands across the entire globe and enjoy the peace that, you know, hopefully one day, the, the global world peace that hopefully we'll all be able to enjoy, regardless of where we are, I really feel that it's important for people to understand what perception is, you know, um, to really delve into a deeper understanding of the relevance of your perception and the, I guess, the word I'm looking for is, hmm, I guess, um, what's it, uh, the word is on the tip of my tongue. I guess um, another way to phrase it until that word comes to me is that perception is highly variable. You know, we all have a perception. We all have our own view of the world and, you know, everything around us. You know, we all have a view. Um, And I think a lot of times what we see in life in general is that many, many, many individuals are not able to distinguish between perception and reality. And it makes sense, you know, I understand, you know, um, for many people that perception is reality. but the reality is that they are two different things. Um, so there's that fact to address first and foremost. And then second, the imposition of one's perspectives or views on another person, in my opinion, is unacceptable. In no way, shape, or form is it right for me to say, to to convey my worldview, my perspective, the way I view reality, my behaviorisms, my, you know, um, views in general on to someone else and also to deem their views as inaccurate or invalid. Um, So just on a basic level, you know, um, no, it's not right. Um, And I don't even know if that was a question now. I've gone too far. <laughs> I don't even remember. Could you can you bring me back home just so I can get No, that's perfect. You 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 wrapped it perfectly with that bow. And it's just such a an important thing that I feel like needs reminding. I, I think people need a reminder that every one of us, even though we're literally all going through the same situation with the same disease you know, that could be right at, you know, our front door in in a matter of days or weeks. Uh, we, we don't know how long, even though it's the same thing, 
all of us are experiencing it differently. And one person experience is doesn't make it right or wrong if it's different than yours. You know, it's just their experience. And to honor that is compassion. It's it's understanding, you know, understanding where someone is and not making them feel bad or good about it. Either way, you know, it, it should be a, a an unbiased or neutral thing. But I think because we are going through something that is shared by many this is where we can start to really open up our humanity. I think it was really interesting. Dionysus, you and I were talking about this recently about the internet in general as a concept or an idea and how when you look at what the internet does, you're equating it to some astrological references, which ultimately led us to understand that it was a, a, a system that was meant to connect, right? I think that's what you're kind of talking about, exactly. the list of things you're just, just to paraphrase super quick, the Internet, for all you astrologers out there, you know, most of us associate it the rise of, of the Internet with the planet Uranus and the zodiac sign Aquarius and also the 11th <laughs> house for those that go deep, you know, <laughs> um, into astrology and, you know, um uh, Aquarius in general, that sign. So, you know, in the Zodiac, just to make this real simple, I'm trying so hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Zodiac, you know, oh, I'm sorry, uh, in astrology, there are three air signs. There's Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. Gemini would be considered a personal air sign. Libra would be considered a social air sign. And Aquarius would be considered a universal air sign. As we all know, the air element, or we should know, the air element corresponds with speech, thought, communication, and perception. Um, most often you see Libras are social creatures. You know, it's a social air sign. They want to communicate with another person, with a partner most of the time. Gemini, personal air sign. Most often you hear a Gemini speak in their mind saying whatever it is that they personally think about any given matter makes sense. You know, we know all of them. I'm one of them. Um, And then we have Aquarius, and that is a universal air sign, you know, Um, and when you think about universality, you think about unity, community, and when I think of Aquarius, I think of them as the networkers, you know, they are the ones that are, they're not, they're not um, so much solely concerned with having a one-on-one interaction with another person. They're not so much solely concerned with speaking their own personal perspectives. They're mostly concerned with the community and the ideas and values of an entire group of individuals. And like Aquarius, you know, um, the Internet serves as an amazing um, uh, platform for networking and 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 being able to become involved with the global community of the world. And for that reason, I make those astrological associations between Aquarius, Uranus, the 11th house, and the Internet. You know, it's a a beautiful thing. I think that this is something that's highlighted right now. And I know that there are even some behind-the-scenes issues that are coming to light within government and politics and what have you. about certain information acts uh, that are trying to be passed that, you know, really isn't getting any mainstream news. But I do feel, you know, my personal suspicion is that, well, first of all, it's obvious that 
internet is going to be used a lot more, you know, right now in the coming weeks or, or months. Uh, everybody connecting, finding similar groups, doing a lot of live shows or videos um, and things of that nature. I just saw one a few moments ago where uh, they're doing a bunch of house music and a bunch of DJs are just doing live things on Facebook for everybody to just dance to in their house. There's a lot of dance parties going on. Mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, it's it's pretty cool. Everybody's isolated. So yeah, you might as well find a way to connect with all these, these beautiful interests, but I can't help but to see both sides of the, the, the beauty, you know, it is a double-edged sword. There's beauty. And then of course, you know, anytime that you can share solid information, there's going to be other people that share otherwise. And so I think being on the internet, it does afford a certain sense of freedom, right? You, you feel free to be who you are, express who you are. There's a sense of privacy that you can hide behind a screen, you know, and not reveal a full identity um, or, or what have you. But I think it also speaks to what the internet is doing at this time in our life. You know, let's just look at something as simple as Facebook, for example. All right, maybe not simple, but, uh, you know, one site um, that's like this. I remember back in, let's see, 2006, um, right before I was getting ready to graduate high school, I really wanted a Facebook page, but you couldn't have one unless you were signed up for college. And so I remember when I first signed up for school, I was so excited to be able to get my Facebook um, and, and be connected and, you know, join everybody in that realm. And now, I mean, we're looking at it 13 years later, and it is totally opposite of what it was before. You know, it's kind of <laughs> it's gone in a whole different direction. So it's kind of amazing how things can change, right? You know, the more and more people that are influenced. And I'm wondering... With this, uh, I, I want to bring in astrology into this. I, and I yes, think, um, I feel you. With this, <laughs> with this um, transit that we're kind of going through right now, I want you to speak on, of course, a little bit about the astrology when the outbreak first happened. But I also want you to speak on what's happening right now. You know, we just had Saturn move into Aquarius, um, so kind mm-hmm. of tying that theme in here. I'm wondering, and I'm sure many other people are, you know, maybe what does this, um, transition mean? Does it mean anything? Is it going to show us anything? Are we going to be revealed information with Saturn? You know, one of our um, very real or reality-based planets. Uh, are we going to see something different in our realities, in our perceptions? Yeah, so I think, you know, I guess I'll start with Saturn, just in the its movement or passage into Aquarius, I'll get that out of the way. So essentially, you know, when you think of Saturn, as you mentioned, in astrology, it's considered, um, you know, the, the, the father of reality, essentially. The, the, it, it's the planet that people associate also with things that are undesirable, um, with pain, such as pain or limitation or restriction, similar to what we're facing now. Um, and, um, but it also is associated with the actual structure of reality on a, on a larger scale. Um, and what's interesting is that, you know, for right, for a lot of people globally speaking, due to the social distancing that's, that we all should be engaging in, um, the internet is our new reality. It is 
the the basis, the foundation, the structure, the grounds on which all of us have to live our lives, at least if we wish to socialize. And so um, I think that, you know, there are so many several different, you know, um, factors and associations I could attribute to Saturn's passage into Aquarius. But I do think, you know, one of the most important notes to take from that placement would be that, you know, first, you know, this is the new norm. <laughs> you know, uh, this is this is the new norm, and it's going to be the new norm, in my opinion, for quite a while. I think um, it's amazing to see, um, you know, in astrology, uh, uh, oftentimes we associate the sign Capricorn, as well as Saturn, with older traditions and values that have been, that have been implemented a long time ago that was also maintained for a long period of time, such as our government and the governmental systems, for instance, you know, um, or the educational practices or the structure of the educational system. And it's interesting with Saturn's passage or in, or pending or actual passage into Aquarius, just like that, at least over here in Austin, the entire school district has now created an entire online platform <laughs> for kids. Uh-huh. The entire where supposedly that model, that concept would not be plausible, it would not be plausible to not have a physical institution um, in which people or children should come and learn. It was not plausible at one point instantaneously amid this epidemic, school is now online for everyone. <laughs> and yeah, that is my now a new right norm. But, you know, you here's, said, the, here's another way to, you know, the ones, I suppose, I'm just going to kind of, you know, switch the, the switch it around just a little bit too. And I do, I think you're 100% right. Like this is going to start to be that new norm where we're seeing this internet reaction and internet interaction. Um, but, you know, here's the thing is that as humans and, um, you know, people, especially who have, I guess, maybe uh, empathic, psychic, whatever. I mean, a lot of times we, I mean, I know I can pick up energy, you know, not being anywhere near somebody, thousands of miles away. It doesn't matter. But at that same time, you know, we do need that um, human to human contact. We do need to see people's reactions, we do need to see how somebody um, behaves, you know, on a, in, on a personal level. And I do, one of the things I do, I guess, maybe for our listeners, I don't know, it's sort of, I was, it was interesting because this actually, you know, came up during a reading recently. And somebody was asking, you know, I guess, uh, you know, like an old flame kind of showed up, you know, you know, in their message them after a few years and you know one of the things that I feel like as humans even though this is happening we also still have to be cautious I mean as we know because the internet is so interconnected we are going to get a lot more scams people are going to be a lot more creative in how they are being perceived they can they're also going to be a lot lazier in how they're being perceived because they're um their body features are, you know, their, or their body 
movement, you know, all those things that we as humans look at and we go, okay, you know, this person's, you know, whatever, picking their nose while during a conversation, let's just say, I mean, <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to start slacking in, in those things that are making us um, have that interaction with each other. And I think to some degree that is going to be really bothersome, you know, for some of us that, um, that is how we interact. Like you look at kids, I mean, you know, it's easy for a kid to get online and start, you know, either bullying or become friends with another kid, you know, over the internet. But when you have to do that one-on-one interaction with them, that can be, that that's a learned process, right? So, um, it, it, I think things are going to change. And it was funny, like when this, when this particular person came back into my client's life, I said, you know, you got to wonder why is this person coming back after two or three years? You know, like, I, I don't feel like they're suddenly missing you. We're going to be seeing different, we're going to be seeing people at their different strengths. And if somebody's contacting you after three years, they're not really calling to check on you because they could have checked on you two weeks ago. <laughs> you know, like if they were really missing you, they could have checked on you two weeks ago. But why are they reaching out now? Is it to have that personal interaction? Is there, is there, you know, what is, what is the behind the scenes on this? And that's something that people we're going to have to start really paying attention to because we are going to be lonely. We are going to be isolated. We may have different mindsets and we don't, we have to be aware of those interactions, right? I mean, We've probably all, or maybe not all, but I'm sure we've all experienced to some degree where you chat with a friend online and then, you know, it's never coming to um, just as dating sites, for instance, you know, God, I think the last time I was on a dating site was like 10 years ago. But I remember having conversations with people that would go on for weeks and like, you never actually meet these people. Right. So, you know, you kind of just wasted like what, two or three weeks of your life and you're going, what, like, what the hell was I just doing? So that's, that's what is going to, you know, we have to be aware of, right? Because why are these people coming back into our lives or yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Pulling all of these deep vulnerabilities from us. I think what I, I, I kind of compared everything to is when you're staying at home, you're, you're pretty familiar with your home. Most people are, you know, your things are there, your belongings are there, your family or, you know, close people, relatives, um, loved ones, et cetera, or, you know, maybe roommates, but you, you know what's going on in your home. So you're pretty, you know, well-versed into what's happening. And so when you're stuck there for such a long period of time, it starts to force your brain into looking at yourself. And I think a lot of self-reflection is happening right now. And I really found it interesting. And I think when you were talking about, (laughs) well, yeah, that too, you know, doing anything that they can (laughs) to to distract themselves, but it's still going to force you into that energy one way or another. And so this Mm -hmm. is definitely the right time to quote unquote, get right, you know, with yourself. Yes. I think it's so interesting that you're speaking about Capricorn, Dionysus, and how Saturn just, you know, got out of Capricorn. But what's also there is Pluto. And these two planets, I feel like, have such powerful energies on their own. And, of course, 
as you had talked about before, I'm not sure if you said it here in the show, but as we talked about, you know, they are slower moving planets. And I look at Pluto and I look at Saturn and I think, okay, Saturn is here to build and have walls and construct. And Pluto is here to like do almost the opposite. You know, it's that um, transformation, that transcending process of breaking down and building up in a sense. And so it almost feels like, as Saturn was probably crossing Pluto, something was going on to break down a sense of reality. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, you might be able to speak this more eloquent, eloquently, but now it's you know, been able to move through its transition and break down uh, the things that we are seeing as firm and solid, you know, as our governmental systems or boundaries and yes. borders and things like that. Now it's being crossed over. Yeah, so interesting. Mm-hmm. So to speak to that, so essentially for me, when I look at the charts and I consider this current pandemic, you know, of course it was budding for a long time, you know, um, and of course in astrology, one particular planet or sign or placement, it 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 represents a multitude of different things in our everyday lives, you know. So, for instance, let's say while Pluto represents death, it also represents rebirth, you know. So, you know, when I associate this current pandemic or a virus with Pluto, that's just as viable as me associating, um, you know, health and, you know, a, a, a sense of uh, uh, rejuvenation um, for Mother Earth, you know, um, with that particular astrological arrangement. And so I'm just trying to make that clear, you know. But a, a, one of the things that I associated with this current um, viral uh, pandemic was the Pluto-Saturn conjunction um, uh, uh, transit. And, you know, for me, you know, anyone who knows about astrology knows that Pluto is the planet that uh, no one wants. No one likes Pluto. <laughs> no one likes Pluto and no one likes Saturn in astrology, <laughs> meaning not a lot of people like Capricorns or Scorpios either. Um, no shade to you guys. I love you both. <laughs> I love you guys a lot, you know, but, you know, let's just, let's just face it. You can have a bad rep. And so, <clears throat> um, but essentially, you know, uh, on the flip side, you know, a lot of people find Scorpios infectious, and they are. Um, just wish, you know, <laughs> I wish we'd have had <laughs> a little bit more of the ways in which they're highly infectious, you know, like spreading about as opposed to this virus. But nevertheless, you know, in looking at the charts, you know, um, this, I mean, the, the. Yeah, what do you see? The, what do you see in these charts here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, let's just go back to December 31st. You know, that's when okay. the first confirmed case of this virus uh, was confirmed and I believe also um, uh, uh, shared with the a, a major health institution. And so, um, on that date, we had Saturn in a one-degree conjunction with Pluto. So, they've been, they've been like, kind of hanging out together for you know a while now but the sun made a conjunction to jupiter um as well and mars was 
don't know why, but I get a creepy vibe from Mars and over there in Scorpio. I feel like Mars is just creeping in scary Scorpio, um, which is also the sign of infections and tumors and death and things like that. Um, And um, it wasn't until, yeah, so on this date, uh, we also had the moon in Pisces making a major conjunction to Neptune. Um, And so essentially, um, I guess between December 31st, and I'll take us to around, let's say, January 17th or so, we, uh, in the news at least, we came into this awareness that there was an infectious disease, you know. Um, It was something we kind of, uh, kind of had a vague understanding about over here in the state and I guess the rest of the world as well. Um, and that vagueness, I, that sense of that somewhat iffy sense of certainty or uncertainty, I associate with Neptune and Pisces. You know, Neptune is the planet that represents confusion, deception, um, as well as isolation. Um, but um, with regards to this, this circumstance, you know, when this, infectious uh, uh, virus was first discovered, there were doctors, um, not just one that most of us know about, but, you know, there were about eight doctors or so that had made reports to um, uh, the heads of their country in in these health institutions. And they were told uh, uh, to regard their, their belief as illegal statements and rumors, um, and so some official literally told these doctors, you know, you know what, let's, essentially, let's just deceive everyone. Let's pretend that it does not exist, that it is a fantasy, which is associated with Neptune, again, and Pisces, um, and then not only that, they were told to destroy the genome that was found, confirming and proving that, no, this shit is real, you know, this is real. <laughs> um, right. And for me, that speaks a lot to just what we see in the charts. You know, that type of governmental imposition speaks, or dictatorship speaks heavily of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. Capricorn is a sign that represents the government. Pluto represents, among many things, um, it also represents imposition, dictatorship, Saturn is the planet that rules over governmental control as well um, and regulation. And then Neptune rose, decept, represents deception. And so the charts beautifully, clearly illustrate the current events that we are seeing or have seen. Um, but, you know, I, I, and I guess so, yeah. So basically, you know, this is what we saw in the charts. So um, uh, around that time when the between uh, when the case was first confirmed and when, you know, these doctors were told to pretend like this didn't exist. Um, uh, and I'll, I'll stop there to give space and room for some commentary or, you know, what do you think about that, you guys? Well, there's been, I mean, obviously a lot of, you know, um, uh, I guess, you know, theories in regards to a lot of the government and, See what's kind of going on behind the scenes. <clears throat> so I think it's kind of interesting at the fact that that's kind of what the sh- the chart is showing at the same time, right? So <clears throat> it's it's funny how it's playing out, you know. You know, uh, not only astrologically, all... but 
humanly. So I think great. we're all, I, I can speak to being in the States at least. I think we're all conditioned to feel like whenever something big is happening and especially on the news and, you know, quote unquote, mainstream media, there is a hunch and a feeling that something else is going on behind the scenes. Right. That's exactly um, it. That's exactly it. It's, it's like, you know, I, I don't know if it's paranoia or if it is reality, because um, there are things that we'll just probably never really know uh, in, in full detail and in full truth. So I think where the chart was, it really does speak to this um, this almost dichotomy of an idea or a feeling that okay, we can see what's happening here, but there's also all this stuff going on beneath the scenes, um, which is also interesting. And I don't know if you had mentioned this, and it's just um, about us fighting something that yes, is unseen. Yes, I was just looking it's at not that. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> the, only thing, the only way you can see it is you know, through symptoms. You're seeing the reactions um, to what this unseen enemy is. But other than that, you know, it's, invisible to the naked eye it's nothing that you can really perceive at all um and i find that to be interesting to to be fighting an unseen enemy because well what let me ask you what astrological comparison is there mm-hmm. to this kind of idea or this concept simple mars conjunct pluto pluto is the planet that rose over the underworld and hence also the unseen Um, uh, Pluto is often associated with things like x-rays. Can we see x-rays? Nope. (laughs) Um, It's associated with atomic energy. Um, It's associated with um, the subconscious mind. You know, it's associated with many things that have symptoms that we can uh, measure, but things that are unseen. And this idea that, you know, this, this, it's, it's interesting to look at the media now um, and look at the charts because, as everyone knows, Mars, even just mythologically speaking, was considered the god of war and fighting. And when you look at the news now, I see, like, a war on, you know, um, on the epidemic or, you know, you know, just lots of different terminology. Or, uh, for instance, also coming up in the media, which I wanted to touch on, was the fights. Um, that that are occurring between people in the particular region in which this uh, virus originated and other countries and how um, it's becoming uh, or being considered a racial war now due to this infection. Wow. And so these themes, again, it, it's a little scary how well they are reflected in the charts. But, yeah, I would associate this war against an unseen enemy as, well, so-called enemy, as being reflected by the Mars conjunct Pluto uh, transit in the charts. And, you know, of course, I could over-elaborate, but, you know, I need a whole <laughs> you know, show to do that. So, so I'll leave it there. <laughs> so wait, let me, let me be clear. Where is Mars now? Um, Mars right now is exactly conjunct Pluto, and when I woke up this morning, oh. that's when I saw this this uh, article about how you know about the increase in uh, uh, um, uh, r- 
racial, um, what do they call those um, type of things? Like uh, crime, crime, uh, uh, hate uh, crimes that are taking place. Yes, gotcha. that's what it is. Um, and so, unfortunately, that is where we are in the charts. And when I look at the charts, we have Jupiter, the planet that represents expansion and growth, about to make an exact conjunction with both Mars and Pluto as well. So I truly believe we're only going to see an increase in the infection, that's Pluto, um, the increase is Jupiter, um, fights and wars, um, um, or just arguments and conflict and shit. That's mm-hmm. Mars. So They're all about to you're saying <laughs> You're saying that Jupiter is about to cross over both of these planets. It is no, it's about to join them. <laughs> oh. They're about to all, yeah, they're about to all be, have a good old time right now together. And <laughs> oh boy, um, yeah, it's it's so true. That is fun, what right? the charts well, show. We are in these next couple. Let's see, because it that's gonna. Well, let's see. Mars moves away. All right, one minute. Actually, right. I might Mars be. Mars moves faster. So Mars probably, yeah. Mars and Jupiter are probably already connected, right? Right now, currently, they are the closest that they will be, actually. So um, I'm yeah. completely, I was, I didn't look at the, that date, so sorry for being inaccurate. They, we are going to see the the most of, of this conflict, I feel, uh, within this next week. And then I do feel that it will disperse. Um, but it, the, this the the fighting and all that shit, crimes and, you know, emergencies and all that stuff is about to grow. You know, we're about to see a lot more of that stuff happening right now. A lot more deaths, too, unfortunately. Um, So let's speak a little bit about Jupiter being conjunct Pluto, since it seems like Pluto might be a a little bit of a scapegoat here, um, astrologically, for... for (laughs) <laughs> You're so funny. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's just like your thing. You know, it doesn't really get a good good rep here. Um, but even just looking at this concept, right? Um, yes, we are seeing massive lockdowns and breakdowns of not only the, the human body, you know, in certain areas like the lungs or the throat or what have you, um, and even yes. breakdowns in society as we know it, we're also seeing some beautiful things emerge as well. And I often equate Pluto, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I often equate Pluto to uh, the idea of a phoenix, right? You know, it's that yes. that that amorphous animal that burns into itself and from its own ashes arises anew again. I always think of that concept. Yeah. Yeah. So with Jupiter, uh, uh, an expanding planet, a planet that, um, you know, really opens things up or, or, or creates more space. What exactly can people expect to happen with this, uh, this transit. Hmm. The problem with this on an interpretive level is that there is so much going on, astrologically speaking. <laughs> it is so difficult to really have a really firm, clear conception of like what may happen. But um, 
what I will say is with Jupiter making uh, a close conjunction of Pluto, I do feel, you know, in the midst of widespread death, that's Pluto conjunct Jupiter, we are going to see, um, <clears throat> we are going to see a huge surge in, um, I guess, the, I guess the, the refinement of all of the governmental systems, as, such as healthcare systems, um, and we're going to see them first. We're going to see the old systems being destroyed, the ones that no longer serve us. They're going to go away mm-hmm. completely, um, and uh, and we're going to see a surge of new systems set in place that are that are free for one, and that are 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 going to cater to everyone universally, such as universal health care. That is uh, one of the strongest um, uh, um, things I can associate with the Jupiter conjunct Pluto um, transit um, currently, at least right now. So that's something that we, I do believe will take place, will happen beyond the shadow of a doubt. So um, I, I would have to agree it's beautiful. on a gut level. I feel that as well. Not only are we seeing it, you know, in our news and, and media, but I feel that on a gut level that there is that sense of transformation um, with the healthcare system in specific. I'm also <clears throat> feeling, um, and you can agree or disagree, especially if you do see it in the charts. I also feel that there's going to be a, a surge of different types of businesses. Um, I feel like, Things that yes. may have been, um, I don't know. I just keep feeling this this gut instinct of new concepts and new ideas being put into businesses. And it kind of reminds me of how uh, Uber started, where it was a, a totally uh, simple idea to just you know hire random people uh, to be out there. And it, it didn't catch at first, but then all of a sudden, you know, it kind of blew up. Uh, in a big way, and now there are several other competing companies. I feel like ideas like this are going to be brought to the forefront, but I keep feeling and I keep hearing in my mind as I'm connecting with this concept of a a, a, a rebirth of older, older concepts. I mean, I'm talking maybe a couple hundred year businesses mm-hmm. and ideas and concepts will be revitalized and brought to modern day. So it's almost like a rebirthing happening, not just in society, but in the, the business, you know, the, the commerce part of society as well. I feel that taking a major shift and even thinking about it, um, even logically to me, it makes sense. Our trade is in all sorts of disarray right now. You know, we're not really <laughs> doing much trading overseas with people. We're not, you know, bringing the supplies in. Business Yes. Yes, it really is. Well, yeah, actually speaking. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, The other thing I was thinking of is um, agriculture as well. I I feel a shift in the industry of agriculture, farming, and I feel a lot of, quote unquote, homegrown things are going to take a lot of precedence as well. Um, Instead of having... All, a lot of our food, again, especially in the States, a lot of it gets shipped out from other locations, um, especially your dried goods, your things that are 
are made in other countries and even continents. Um, I think we're going to see a, a, a shift in how we get our food um, and where it comes from. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure if there even is some astrological reference to that, but mm-hmm. on a gut level, I feel that. Um, and I feel like I've heard this before in news and, and other social media outlets where there's some kind of, uh, there's something happening with farmers in the United States. I've heard, I can't, I can't claim the validity of this. Um, so if any of you are out there, you know, that, that want to look up information or send me information, absolutely feel glad to, but I keep hearing of farmers going through really difficult times of like depression and that there's been a lot of suicides and things. And I feel like mm. something has hit that industry hard and, this is also going to have a, a, a resurgence. I feel like maybe I'm biased in this, but I feel like farmers, you know, are grounded, earthy people. Um, they really have a, a strong awareness on land, the lay of the land, how the earth really works. And to me, these, I feel like are some of the smartest people because they're just in tune with the earth. And I think um, that's kind of where we all need to be right now is being in tune with the earth and respectively how our bodies physically, you know, impact it because we're absolutely seeing the opposite right now. Yeah. We're seeing um, that total opposite. You're so right. And so many things that you sense, you know, in terms of business, I think that was the first thing you touched on, you know, uh, uh, I, with Saturn moving into Aquarius, uh, Saturn is the planet that represents occupation and work and in general. And in Aquarius, Aquarius also, as always, will correspond to um, uh, technological innovation, um, the Internet, um, um, as well as, you know, newer inventions. Um, uh, and, uh, but essentially, you know, I do feel that the most businesses, and we've already naturally observed this shift, you know, most businesses are moving on to a, a, a technological or Internet-based platform. I mean, that's just, that's that's what it is. But I think here in the next years, especially if Saturn moves completely through Aquarius, we're going to see a strange transition from um, uh, essentially people going to stores um, and uh, uh, well from people going to stores to people only solely and this will be the norm ordering everything through the internet Um, the only uh, uh, places like businesses that I can imagine you know that people may find themselves visiting which would be strange would be the production uh, uh, warehouses, because that's what I envision will be more um, uh, prevalent as opposed to actual stores, you know. Um, and you I do production? feel that the, uh, uh, um, uh, so essentially like warehouses in which the products you're ordering are made, you know, those will exist, uh, okay. you know. But I don't think that an actual like, you know, so for instance, let's say uh, HEB, you know, we got HEB. Um, we have an HEB store, a grocery store that usually we go to. Um, I believe that at some point here in, you know, the 
moderately near future, we're going to see, we won't see people going to the grocery store. There will be no, there, there will be no HEB store for customers to visit. The transactions will take place mm-hmm. online. However, there will be a warehouse in which the products are, you know, gathered or, for oh, instance, right. it be or stored or things like that, you know, like the warehouses. I think that will, is what will be left as opposed to the actual, um, as opposed to the actual um, uh, uh, businesses. And I think that probably the be land owned by will be, <laughs> yeah, well, Amazon <laughs> will take probably over everything. Um, and that's okay, you know. I'm I'm good with that because Amazon, you know, essentially, they I they're I equate Amazon with the internet, you know. Um, they are the the internet, and so does essentially they're driving um, force. Behind. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and so you know, yay for whoever is heading that. But essentially, I think that you know another thing I envision. So yeah, in the land in which these businesses used to inhabit will be repurposed for, you know, for other things. Um, you know, I'm not, I, I haven't looked into what those other things may be yet, but, you know, I, I do believe that the space, there will be more commercial, quote unquote, space in the world that can be used to best serve the earth. Maybe, you know, not just warehouses, you know, to, to make more warehouses, but the space will be utilized and more, um, uh, ingenious and beneficial ways for humanity. That's what I think. Um, so I'll stop so, there. I know you did touch on the the whole farming thing, and that also is reflected in the charts. But I'll stop there. What I really want to get is is um, some perceptions about what else we think is coming. Kathy, what about you? What do you think is going to be a lasting impact from everything that we're going through uh, with this pandemic? You know, are we going to go into economical collapse or, you know, are we going to be able to to make our way through this? Okay. Well, it's interesting because um, I, like, I don't know the astrology part. I'm, I'm not an astrologer, so I can't, yeah, you know, I, okay. I can't, I can't, I have no input for, you know, on that level, but, what I do feel, um, absolutely, I feel like there's going to be a lot of like more intersection between, you know, people like getting to know ourselves on a, on a whole different and better basis, I do believe, for the ones that allow it. Um, I feel like there's going to be definitely some resistance as to what you're saying in regards to the economical or the you know, the, uh, the financial part. Like, you know, because if we shut down, you know, stores, we're going to really be left with people, like, what are they going to do? You know, like, they're going to have to either find another way to, you know, a warehouse doesn't need 200 employees or that uh, at typical Mm -hmm. Walmart. But in the same degree, um, I also kind of look at it from the other side, like on more of the spiritual side, where, you know, if you look at, I mean, even if you go back to the book, uh, The Celestial Prophecies, like we, when we were talking about that earlier, Brandon, where people do have to become more creative. And there may be just possibly a barter system as opposed to maybe the actual real world um, money system, right? Mm-hmm. Where 
which is which is what I kind of feel happening, and I feel like it's already to some degree being created um, for those that feel that they have something to um, to pass along. I think too, it like toilet funny. paper. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> like, like toilet, like toilet paper. paper. <laughs> yeah, like right. toilet paper. Yeah, <laughs> I'll trade you a roll for you know this <laughs> for some green beans or whatever, right? But um, I do find it interesting, though, too, is like, you know, because being an Aquarius, so I'm very like, you know, <laughs> it's funny that you were talking about <laughs> your that. Realm. When I look at it, see, and, and I'm, I still kind of go back to what we were saying before is like we are, I feel like because the Internet is going to expand and we are going to, and I'm also very universal. So I sort of look at everything like this great big picture as opposed to being one little item of it, right? So as an Aquarius, I tend to expand all the way out. And, you know, so that's where I'm also kind of going, well, I think people are going to have to be, because we're not having that human-to-human interaction, there's going to have to be a lot more trust um, between people. There is going to be that expansion of scams that we have to be careful of. There's so many you know, um, different little factors that are going to be played in. And I feel like that's going to take a few years where that's either going to be weeded out or it's going to be recognized immediately or, you know, there's going to have to be a whole new basic governmental world system, you know, that automatically gets rid of that on, on some level. Like you're going to have to have you know, all governments agreeing that this is not okay to purchase, hand off, or whatever it is, right? Because, you know, you're looking at a whole different um, interactive system, but through your computer, through your cell phone or TV or whatever it is. So I, I, I do feel like there is some warnings to come off of that. That's what I get. And I feel like the people that really kind of go into themselves and really work off of their intuition and their just their thoughts, their feelings, their core selves, all of this, they're going to be the ones that are, they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay because they're not going to be reacting from a state of panic um, through this process. Kathy, you just hit on my main message that I have felt for this entire issue Mm -hmm. which is (laughs) relying on that gut instinct going Mm -hmm. within and I feel like you know even when you and I were talking I I mean it it had to have been months ago and you were feeling some something coming something you know that seems like a war Mm -hmm. and I remember feeling that as soon as you had mentioned that I had this stream of, of thoughts put into my consciousness whether it was clairvoyance or clairsentient or uh, car cognizant, what have you, it was this feeling of separation versus unification. And I feel exactly. like you're absolutely right that those people that are pushing more and more separation, well, they're going to get exactly what they want. But those people mm-hmm. that see that there is an underlying issue to all of this, I think are going to be the ones that do find a sense of unity and unification with not just the people in their immediate surroundings, but globally and I think right now with a a global awareness it's a double-edged sword it's a great thing Mm -hmm. because now people are connecting to one specific point of focus 
And whenever that happens, I firmly believe that great things on this in this world happen when we are at that level of consciousness. But what's important, I think, and I want listeners to really let this resonate in some way, is that it's really important not to internalize somebody else's issues or perceptions. I feel like that's a little bit dangerous. And especially Mm -hmm. for those that are more sensitive, that are more empathic or, you know, maybe identify as empaths to not take on other people's issues in that way, but to empathize and still allow a certain healthy sense of detachment. I think what happens when we do internalize somebody else's issues is that we start to have problems that just become created, you know, through the means of someone else. And it's not exactly our experience or reality. And so we start to take on those people's problems as if they are our own. Now, there is a certain sense of, you know, quote unquote, brotherhood or sisterhood or, you know, just compassion in general that I think is important to have when you empathize with somebody else. But to take on those problems, I feel like it could be really detrimental, not only to your mental, but your personal health as well. And Dionysus, I feel like this is something that even throughout the years through our friendship, you and I have even talked about um, and something that you helped bring awareness to me. What's your take on this? What's your perception on this? How deep should people empathize or you know, what boundaries should healthily be taken and, and to what level should someone, you know, maintain a global sense of consciousness or awareness? I think for one, you know, it's first and foremost, it's so important for all of us to be aware of the spectrum of polarity or duality um, in our, in life, you know, and in our reality, you know, um, so that's first and foremost. Um, And, I'll explain why that's important to consider first in a little bit. Um, next, I think when it comes to empathy, I, I have to make the astrological correlation. In astrology, to sum it all up, you know, there's a grand mini triangle um, between Pluto, which I'll consider to be the infection, this pandemic, um, and Venus and Neptune. <laughs> and Neptune is at the apex of this this aspect uh, configuration. Neptune, and it, and it happens to be in Pisces, its home sign, the sign of compassion, empathy, acceptance, unity, love, psychism, spirituality, and so forth. Um, I think that, you know, um, empathy right now is at the apex of, of uh, our universe, and it is the underlying um, I think, point or goal um, uh, or, yes, or, yeah, the underlying goal that we all as a human species should be seeking um, to achieve right now. Um, Now, the key here, you know, as Brandon was mentioning, is that it's important for us to not, I I think it's just about balance, you know, when you look back at this this aspect configuration, Venus, Venus is the planet of balance. I think it is important for us all right now to remember to essentially not be extreme in the in any aspect of regard or any area of our life, especially when it comes to compassion and empathy, you know, and um, um, and and um, so forth. You know, I think it's just important for us to just 
always really take a step back and say, okay, all right, uh, so I see this person outside. I know that, you know, I care about them. I'm really sensitive. And I have a problem with this. You know this. My moon is in Pisces. I always want to help everybody in the whole world. And, you know, it's taken me up to this age, like 29, 30, to really realize, like, I alone cannot help everyone in the world, you know. Um, We have to help each other. We all have to help everyone. You know, that's the only way that world peace can can resolve. Um, Not one individual, no one individual can take on that responsibility. So remember that to all you, especially the empaths, because this Neptune, Neptune is the planet of the psychic, the empaths, the sensitives, the artists, the musicians, you know, um, you know, for the most part, at least those that are not engaging in the lower qualities that are associated with Neptune, which would be deception and deceit and things like that. Um, we are the ones that are the most sensitive to the the qualms, the the the, the issues in humanity and in the world. We have to create internal boundaries for ourselves so that we do not lose ourselves, so that we do not go any crazier than we already are, (laughs) you know? (laughs) I think that's, like, important first and foremost, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it. You know, simply put, do not go to extremes, you know? Always just have a, you know, keep a little voice in the back of your mind. Okay, I want to give this person my last loaf of bread. Nope. Check yourself, you know? You know what? I wouldn't be caring about myself if I didn't save some bread for myself, you know, or whatever. That's a simple, you know, analogy. So, you know, that's my view. I think Mm -hmm. um, an important thing that, Kathy, you and I were talking about as well is balance. If there's one thing that you wanted people to know and remember right now, what what would you tell them as, as your personal advice here? Remember your own strength. You know, I I do. I feel like this right now is going to be a big show of people's strength, Uh, not only internally, but I feel mentally as well. And it it just, it's very much like what Dionysus was saying in regards to, you know, giving your last book of bread. It's nice to have heroes. We all need heroes. But there's also a point where we can't be a hero if we're not, protecting ourselves, taking care of ourselves, um, but also protecting and, and, you know, have consideration and respect for others. That's basically, I think, the biggest thing that we have to remember. It's, you know, we all have our own ideas, our own perceptions of what maybe is possibly going on, whether they are under the, you know, government conspiracy or this is a man-made virus to wipe off the earth, whatever, or maybe this is just something, you know, that, that is happening. The bottom line is I really feel like right now we're going to be showing on a human uh, global basis our, our compassion, respect, um, and those are going to be huge factors that are going to be playing off. I think we're really going to be able to see people. I think people's true colors are really going to come out through this. And we're going to see that difference, you know, between, you know, people that are showing respect for each other, whether it's, you know, 
not filling up the beaches of Florida, (laughs) just, you know, practicing what it is that we need to practice in order to help and protect others. We're going to, we're going to see that those, that those true core selves coming out in people. And again, whether this is through the internet, whether this is through, you know, human interaction, however it's going to be, I think that this is going to be a large and huge eye opening for all of us. Um, and at the same time, I think my biggest message would be, you know, show that compassion, but at the same time, you don't need to be, I guess, a hero unless you're really helping <laughs> be a hero, right? Like the, being a hero, and, and this is what you and I had talked about earlier, being a hero could just be a matter of staying in your home and not being a part of the problem, right? Because right. To some degree, that is going to be heroism. And that's what we, we don't need to do, these grand gestures, unless it's really showing compassion to our fellow man in some way that is also not depleting us of our own personal resources, but our own personal energy. And that's what we have to be aware of. Absolutely. I agree. You know, to add to that, um, I think one of the biggest things is if you are staying home and isolating, which, you know, is obviously recommended in almost every area on earth right now, um, to keep yourself and, you know, your your community uh, safe, is really get to know yourself. Take this time to get to know, you know, who you really are. Who are you without all of these distractions, you know, in life and all these things that you can go and do that we all took for granted and now, or, you know, a lot of people took for granted and now don't have you know, the the ability to be able to go out and distract yourself, get to know yourself, get to know who you are at your core level, you know, without all these distractions. Who are you? What are you defined by? What do you value? You know, what mm-hmm. do you love? What do you really connect with? What do you dislike? Know these parts of yourself and, and, and really start to dig in. I think this is the most opportune time to be able to do so, but... On top of that, if that's not incentive enough just to know yourself, you're going to be put into some situations if you're at home with people and conflicts come up, which they are bound to because you're in close quarters, you know, do it for the sake of healthy relationships with other people. You know, what are these relationships? You know, spending time with a a spouse that maybe you don't even know well, is that really going to be something that you stick with? Is it going to end in in a divorce, what's going to happen, you know? Um, And that's why taking that time to really dig in and know the core part of who you are, it feels highly beneficial. Um, I do want to uh, segue into taking a few callers here, if you guys are all right with that. Um, We've got about three minutes left. (laughs) (laughs) No, we need isolation. This is not what I signed up for. No, I'm just joking. As long as they wash their hands before they're on air, I'm fine with that. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so we'll take a few callers here, but we are about to go off air. We have about 15 minutes after we're off air to talk with you callers. And then, of course, you'll be able to hear this in the archives. But if you are listening and you want to hear the rest of the show, uh, give us a call at 347-308-8788. Um, or you can use Skype on your computer and be able to connect that way, especially if you are in another country. Uh, so 
real quick, uh, you guys, why don't you tell people where they can contact you uh, if they would like to. Kathy? Uh, I can be reached. Uh, I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook. It's under Spiritual Reading to Carol by Catherine. I am changing that name, but if you do um, follow me on either page, that will just automatically change over, uh, you know, as when I do the when I do the name change, I'm just sort of rebranding myself and be going on YouTube soon. Uh, I do do readings, uh, and all my information is either on one of those pages. Perfect. A good trans- time for transition, especially according to the chart, according to Dionysus Absolutely. here. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be posting my YouTube channel, maybe, you know, um, if you follow me on Facebook or if you follow, like I said, so I will be posting all of that on um, my Instagram, Facebook, all of that stuff. So, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Kathy. And Dionysus, in the event you want people to contact you, how, how can they do that? In the event. In the event. <laughs> no, he knows me so well. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I've been the reluctant spiritualist since I was 19 or so and before when I started this work but um i think you know it's weird currently i do feel like i want people to reach out to me i i feel ready to talk to all of you i'm just gonna have to schedule it out um but um they can just for now find me on uh facebook i think it's just facebook.com forward slash dionysus dot crawford um y'all can google how to spell my name i'm sure it'll pop up um and <laughs> um, that aside, uh, you know, I don't have an Instagram yet. I'm going to get one in a couple of days and create a whole business page. So, you know, that's to come. Yay. <laughs> Just so everybody's listening in, all these links are available on the show page here for Catherine, for Dionysus. Myself, uh, to contact me, Brandon Hauser, the Dream Teacher. That is just thedreamteacher.com, plain and simple. Uh, type that in, be brought to my page. You can look at, you know, everything that I'm doing, I'm involved in, what you can get set up with, appointments, downloads. I do have on the show page a link for a session called Headphone Hypnotherapy. It's really interesting because I, I made this a few months ago, and it came to me in this series of sounds and waves and visions, and I was shown that people were going to need to deal with fear, anxious feelings, and I wasn't sure why. I, I created this whole 45-minute-long uh, hypnotherapy uh, track session, and I and do have that one. available. Thank you, Sorry. Kathy. She's been able to sample and listen, and I do have that available up on my website. It's down at the link below um, on sale because I feel like it's important to be financially responsible at this time. So uh, you can go ahead and click that link there or just go to my page, thedreamteacher.com, and click on downloads. Uh, thank you all for tuning in emphasis, live. Emphasis <laughs> on 45 minutes long. It was so long when I listened to it, but I did really like it, and that's coming from me. You know, I hate everything, but I really liked his, his that, that hypnotherapy thing. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you have the, the very critical ear for music and sound, so <laughs> that definitely means a lot. Um. All right, we're in the after hours, so we're in the archive zone. I, I wanted to take a couple callers. We'll try and get to as many of you as we can. Thank you all for holding on air. Um, I appreciate you coming in and tuning back in with us. Um, all right, so if y'all are ready, we're going to go to our first call here. Um, we've got to keep it 
uh, keep it around like five minutes or so when we connect. Yep. Um, so we try to get to as many people as we can. Otherwise, we're just going to be cut off at the end. Um, so let's bring on our first one here. That's going to be Lynn from California. Hey there, Lynn. Are you with us? Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Such a wonderful discussion. And um, (laughs) you talked about Capricorn a lot. I'm Capricorn's son. (laughs) Aquarius rising. Mercury and Venus. Oh. And what I'm feeling, (laughs) I'm kind of feeling a a whole new world, uh, like a new world something, a new world system, a new world, something is going to rise up. So, I'm, you know, I'm not fearful or anything. I, I feel like, you know, good, good, good coming out of it. But um, my question is this. Um, for a while, I, you know, I live West Coast, and I have been um, kind of, you know, thinking of relocating uh, to the southeast. But what's so uh, weird, funny, whatever, for the last week or so, I've kind of been, I don't know, thinking more towards, I, I mean, I come across something northeast or midwest. And I, I'd like to ask, um, does anyone feel like anything as far as relocating uh, for me? Um, okay. Well, I mean, I know, I know, well, for me, it would be helpful as to when you feel you would want to relocate because I would, as soon as yeah, you answer your question, I thought no, for currently no. Right, but, not now, definitely not now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's been on hold. It has been on hold. I have not been released because I thought it would have happened by now, and now I know why. But um, <laughs> so I, I'm, I am thinking uh, uh, spring, um, Late spring, uh, possibly late spring, yeah. Late spring. Late spring. Uh, yeah, going into like April, end of April, <laughs> or May, uh, April, May-ish. Uh, okay. Yeah. April, May. April, let's just, I'll just give you my quick astrological take. Um, It looks like, uh, yeah, around April, uh, at least astrologically speaking, yes, April, even late May. That even even a little bit later into June, I think mid June. In terms of astrologically speaking, it 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 appears to be the right time for you to move. At least astrologically speaking, yeah. The charts indicate that you'll have an easy time. There will be you know uh, maybe there will be like maybe some friends that you know you know will be in the area or something like that or associated with the move somehow and. Um, you will move into a community where you have a greater um, um, – um, you just have more friends wherever it is that you move. That's like a big part of this. Um, I see – but you said – see, the charts indicate that it should be somewhere maybe where there's more water, and you are – you said that yes. you're in that yes. kind of exactly. environment, though, right? Yeah. Well, kind of. I'm in the Hollywood area, but I am feeling like near water, like you said, so I was kind of like, you know, southeast or even the northeast coast. Uh, yeah, I am feeling water, definitely. Yeah. I think as long as it's around large bodies of water, um, it's a sense. It has this air of being uh, of peace and tranquility. You know, that that vibe, that environment feels right. 
Okay, okay. Great. So I want to speak on this as well, Lynn. Um, yeah, go ahead. When okay. I connect with your energy, I definitely, when I just connect in general and I, I tap into feeling you relocating, uh, I definitely get a sense of you. Uh, I feel positive that moving and anchoring yourself somewhere else, it does feel right. So I do feel like some kind of shift is important for you as far as moving and relocating in general. Now, I do look at specifically the regions in which you're looking. You had mentioned Southeast, Northeast, and Midwest, correct? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So when I first look at Southeast, I do, I can sense and feel the immediate sense of change that would be pretty predominant and maybe even a little bit overwhelming for you. The one thing that I keep feeling in response to Southeast is a a feeling of you uh, almost in a, a, a constant state of trying to get your footing, which makes me feel like it might be a little bit of a difficult transition. It might be not grounded enough. It might be a little bit floating, you know, kind of around, maybe a little limbo, maybe not sure, maybe, you know, not fully connecting with people as you thought. Um, And it feels just like it lacks a little bit of grounding. The one sense I do feel, again, I I would definitely agree with Dionysus that being around water um, would be a good thing. And I feel like you would get that in the Southeast. Um, But it seems like what would be missing is a, a real sense of being rooted. So I'm not sure if you already have yeah. ties or connections to the Southeast, but it does feel like it might be a little bit difficult. The other thing I keep thinking uh, when I look into the Midwest, what I keep being shown here is that it definitely would create a sense of newness, new opportunity. I feel like you would be like a, a freshly planted flower in this big open space. And I feel like your energy resonating with this open space leaves room for a lot of possibility, a lot of so many different things that you could experience, taste, connect with, touch, um, be around. It feels like, you know, a lot of just openness in general. I do feel like you might get a sense of being a little overwhelmed at first, but I think that you would be able to manage well. Um, I kind of, it gives me this kind of, analogy or metaphor of like this flower that that grows in these open plains and you know there's nothing but desert and dirt around and that's kind of it but yet you get to see the whole field you know you get to see everything on the horizon so i do feel a a greater sense of awareness there uh happening within you but what i'm really called to uh when you spoke about the northeast the energy that i feel here is this I just feel your heart becoming so predominant here. And that means matters of the heart, you being, you know, finding beauty and love and value. I don't know why, but I really feel you connecting with history. I keep seeing you really having a a, a connection with things that have a past or uh, that are historical in some way. And for some reason, I, I keep feeling this in my gut that you will feel these almost intense moments of maybe even like a a past life, you know, something kind of coming in uh, where you're brought to a historical place and all of a sudden you just feel this deep connection with this building or this earth or this, you know, wherever you are um, in that moment, you know, geographically. But the Northeast really feels like it pulls a lot of value 
to your awareness and, and to your life, things that you find valuable, things that you genuinely love. Um, I, I feel that kind of wrapping yeah. all around you being in that space. So I do feel relocation is good. It definitely depends on you know where you are in your life and what you want to experience. Um, yeah. If you want to feel floating around, sometimes it's great to feel transient. I think um, you know I'm not in that be... place of floating right now. No, I like to be <laughs> okay. grounded, and I like to be exactly. I'm in my 60s, and that's what I am looking forward to right now. Yeah, and and, and I know where it is because you've just confirmed. I've got the I've got the relocation <laughs> books in front of me, so you've just confirmed. So yeah. Yeah, oh, thank you so much. That just gave me <laughs> a nice chill and good feeling, so I'm I'm glad I could be able to help there. Thank well, you Well, good luck, all. Lynn. Thank you. Safe travels, safe exploring. Let's Wait see. till everything clears up. I would have to say as yes. well, um, just to add to this, the timing, it definitely feels like into the summer. Um, right. I'm feeling like late May, June, that's going to be really right. the best time for you to be able to do this. And even logically thinking about it, that's likely going to be around the time that everything kind of simmers down, you know, with the pandemic and everything, yes. um, which feels uh, smarter for you too and, and easier to, to navigate around. So just keep that in mind. Thank you. Thank you You're all welcome. so much. Thank you. Welcome. Hey, Carolyn, thank you for calling in. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I love her. She's oh, awesome. I- I like her too. She's such a beautiful energy and she has this sense of ready to, I don't know, I feel this relaxation but also ready to dig in, if that makes sense. Like I can feel that that dual nature in her, that dual energy. She's like a butterfly right now. This is the, when she first came on the phone, my immediate sense was like, oh my gosh, she's like, you know, just opening up to a whole new, world and like while everybody's falling apart like I feel like she is like (laughs) this is her time to flourish as I said like a butterfly and and float like it's weird (laughs) (laughs) I love that all right let's hop on let's see if we can get in one more we got about four minutes so let's see if we can uh get to her this is going to be uh Nicole who's been waiting patiently let's throw her on air hey Nicole are you still there Yes, actually, I am. Hello. Hey, yay! Welcome. Thank you for holding here. No problem. So, how can Thank we help you. you? Um, I just called today because, um, well, I am a Leo, and I <laughs> just, <laughs> um, well, I just wanted to see what do you guys see, love or anything, just anything you got for me, it'd be cool. No, what day? Uh, what day were you? Uh, just just the day. I don't need the year. I'm sorry. Uh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I should have phrased that better. What's the date of your birth? Not the year. Oh. Oh, okay. Seven twenty-three. Okay. Good. 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 All right. Um, I'm gonna look at the charts. I'll. Uh, I think Brandon or Catherine should take this if they feel anything, and I'm just gonna look at what I see. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Thanks. Okay, uh, so you're you're looking to see what is happening for you within the year. You're kind of looking at, yeah, just anything that comes up. I mean, open to anything you guys have. Uh, I, I, the first thing I'm actually, are you living alone right now? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, say again. 
do you live alone? I feel like um, not at the moment. I live with my mom and my stepfather right now. Okay, I, because I, for some reason, I feel like you, I, I don't know if there's a move coming in, like where you're almost living on your own. I almost feel like you're going to be more um, independent in the next little while. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about six months or so, you know, is what I, I, I just getting more independence from you. Um, I don't, I'm going to be honest with you, Nicole. I, I don't want to disappoint you, but I feel like at that time, like I feel over the next couple of months, somebody is going to be coming in. I don't feel them right now. Okay. I feel like right now this is sort of a, a separate time for you, but I feel mm-hmm. I, I'm hearing about four months. So kind of pay attention to people that are appearing, you know, however they're going to appear, because I feel like somebody is coming in. I feel like about six months is where you're going to be more settled within yourself internally and externally. And that's where uh-huh. this, this person is coming through. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're absolutely right, Kathy. I feel that as well. I feel I, I keep being shown solid, stable relationship. Yeah. Uh, well, specifically, they show me bright and positive, um, stable heart uh, in connection with a partner. So I do feel like uh, something as far as stable relationship is coming in. It feels like it does. Oh, I mean, I, I feel it growing over time. It does. Again, stability just really keeps repeating itself over and over mm-hmm. in my mind. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Nicole, you've had some difficulties in the past with people that weren't stable or whatever, because it feels like that's the energy that you really need for yourself. And I feel like even now you're, you're being, tested and, and pushed to your limits as far as patience and, and um, mm-hmm. you know, maintaining on your own. It feels like finally somebody comes in as a rock that you have been wanting or waiting for for a while. Um, I do feel that coming up as well. So I think Kathy is spot on there um, in what she's saying. Hmm. That's mm-hmm. interesting. You guys, you keep using these terms, stable, dependable. They all correspond with Saturn and astrology. Um, and, <laughs> but, in contrast to what the, those what these two have picked up on, it looks like currently you will be facing. You actually currently are coming upon a Saturn Sun opposition, and so typically with okay. this aspect, what we see is that oftentimes we feel that our sense of happiness and fun is being repressed. And we find ourselves mm-hmm. in a dynamic with other individuals in which we feel controlled and limited. And so, therefore, I feel like maybe it could be the scenario you uh, portrayed to us with your current living situation. Maybe you're feeling controlled in that environment or repressed in yeah. your interaction with who you're with mm-hmm. and you want to break free. Oh, I'm feeling that part, too, now from in you, that part of you where you mm-hmm. want to break free from this. Yes, this, I do. I want to break dynamic. free of my living. Yeah, yeah. So I want to yeah, break free of my parents. I've been, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. No, talk. This is about you. Tell me what. what, what. Um. Yeah, I've been putting up. I've been putting applications in for like housing and apartments and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, but we're in a it's state take where a while. it's like everything. Everything's in a halt right now because of what's going on in the world right now. Right. So honestly, yeah. everything is on halt right now. For everybody, but more so with you. As far as what I can see in the charts, this is this. It, it seems like things are going to move forward and you're going to feel like, yes. Mm-hmm. And then Saturn's going to do, it's going to go into a retrograde period um, for all of us. Uh, and mm-hmm. you're going to feel like, fuck, you know, like, damn it. Mm-hmm. Like, 
uh, and 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 then sh- everything is going to appear to crumble again, and you're going to feel once again under the thumb of a dictator or a, you know back at being put back in that situation. With, I really I I know who I feel like it is, but I, you know that's giving you some problems. Yeah. But I don't want to say. Um, but yeah, you're going to have to deal with that shit still again for yeah. uh, for a while. And so I I see why getting into a relationship may be a great way to escape and get out of this dynamic. Um. But um, honestly, I really feel like um, I just say, you know, just hold tight. You know, I I, I don't want to lie and give you this all sense of hope. Like from what I see in the charts, you know, it's going to be, there's going to be lots of bumps and issues and conflict. And until you can address that, whatever it is, that, 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 that dynamic between you and this individual, things are not going to be, you're not going to have an easy time where you are. And it's going to, this, this, and theme is going to be reflected even in relationships that you get into. So be careful of getting into relationships with controlling guys or girls or whatever, you know, this is 2019 or 2020. I don't know what people are into nowadays, but whomever your partner may be, refrain from yeah. getting into this dynamic of control, okay? That's my All advice right. um, yeah. there. And it may take a while, too, for that, that to come up, that type of relationship to come up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've I'm kind of, I've been there in that situation. I was once married and now I'm divorced. I've been divorced for about two years now. And I, I, um, I'm going back to people that I, I, I'm, I've been friends with. I've known for a while. There's two guys in my radar that I feel uh, comfortable with. Yes. Be careful. Very the first guy, I don't know who you thought of first, but as soon as you said that, the vibe I got was just this, Somewhat of a, I just know that it, it just gave me this sense of like, uh, and everything is not what it appears, you know, be, you know, be careful. They look may pretty on the outside, but you don't know what's happening on the inside, you know, so just be careful. Because I think that some lies and deception that would go on there if you indulge that. Just be careful with that. On the second one, I don't know, I didn't feel that person, but. That, mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. I feel like me and you need coffee. We need to talk and stuff. There's so much that I can just kind of <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> tell you. Um, but that's, yeah, that's my yeah. advice. So yeah, but I do feel like like what Brandon and Kathy said. Later on, later it ha- it must be later. And the person you need to get with probably should be a little bit older. Once you find that right person who's not trying to control you, who's just mature and you know just can give you a sense of grounding and stability. It will be a stable, perfectly dependable relationship and partnership. So, yeah. you know, it will yeah. be in a while. Well, right yeah, well, well, the two guys I'm talking about, I've known one since I was 18 and one that was with me when I was going through my divorce. So they're both older than uh, me. Um, oh, So, yeah. Okay. And, they're, and they're both, I, they're, they're both earth signs. Yeah. What? Yeah, this is wild. So they're both earth signs. <laughs> One's a Capricorn, one, one's a Capricorn and one's a Virgo, so the birth earth signs. Do the second yeah. one. Which second one guy. I feel that one. <laughs> Which one, the, the Capricorn or the Virgo? Which one's the Virgo? Is that the one that helped you through the divorce? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, my, um, that's the, kind of the guy I'm talking to now online. He lives in Indiana, and he's, like, my best friend. And oh. he's mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. really like his energy. I think the one thing that you have to be aware of is to uh, he he'll have an ability to get under your skin. 
um, and yeah. push some buttons. I was just about to say uh, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, we've known each other since um, April 2017. Like, we've, well, we're just a lot alike in so many ways, but yet we do get each other's skin, though. But, like, I feel like he needs a lot and... of attention. I, I, mm-hmm. The first thing I, he got, he needs a lot of attention is what I kind of felt. Um, and it, it was, uh, I, I just felt like he, he, you know, he's kind of one of those guys, like, you know, if you don't, if he doesn't get sometimes the attention, he can get a little bit pouty, but he'll be okay once you talk to him. That's, that's the first mm-hmm. thing I felt from him. I don't know if that, if you've experienced that with him, but I feel like he can be a little bit, I, I feel like he has a lot of caring, to, like a lot of love towards you. This is this is what I really get. Mm-hmm. And so when he, yeah. when he's not getting what he's expecting as mm-hmm. something, he can get a mm-hmm. little, um, you know, bitchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of like his time right now you know, oh, well, why isn't she doing this? You know, like, I need this right now. Mm-hmm. So, but, he, you know, he gets over it. Like, once you once you explain or once you talk to him. So, you know, maybe mm-hmm. that might be where that part of that clash is coming in, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Like, a, So, you know, just, just explain things to him, I guess, on his mm-hmm. level will, will help. Yes. Right? Yes, you have to talk yes, to no. him in a certain kind of way. You know, right. You can't be exactly. direct to him. Yeah, because yeah. if it's him. on your if it's on your level as a Leo, because you're 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 very straightforward, you're you know you're hey this is this is what's going on. You don't you don't pussyfoot around that sort of thing. Uh-huh. But with him, he kind of needs that to some degree. So uh-huh. I I think it's just a matter of changing your strategy of communication is what I get. That's with him. what I've been doing for the last few years. Okay, good. Time. I okay. Have to talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Girl, you don't need yeah. us. What did you call yeah. us for? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> You're psychic on I, your I, own. I got a, yeah, yeah. I got another. I got him. Like I said, what do you guys feel like for the Capricorn? His name's David. Like I said, I've known him since I was like 18. We we met each other at work. I'm, I'm 35 now. No, you know. Okay, but, here's what I'm gonna. If I don't, if, oh yeah, you, if you go, guys are okay. Like with, no, with David, what I feel is like he. Uh, David is involved with himself more than he is with other people. This is what I really get with him. Again, uh-huh. you know, if he wants to talk to you, great. He opens up the world to it, blah, blah, blah. But, uh-huh. you know, when he's in a mood, it's uh-huh. his way or the highway. And that's, yeah. that's pretty much the end of it. And he really has... It would be... It, 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 it's not that he doesn't care. It's just that he... Um, he would be a very, I'm going to be honest, he's going to be a really difficult relationship. If you were, if you were to pursue that, it would be more mm-hmm. stressed than it would be mm-hmm. more, you know, he might be a, like a good looking, charismatic type of person. Um, I'm not 100% right. sure, but, but I'm getting honest. He's going to a freaking headache. I'm like, <laughs> You'd be bored too. You'd get yeah, bored. I know. Yeah, I know. I'd be so bored. I, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the strongest yeah. thing. He feels dependable, but I can sense him. He also retracts. When he gets upset, he shuts down. And I feel yeah. like you don't mm. like that type of dynamic. You know what I mean? You know. You know all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, open up. And then there's this Libra that, that's, and his name's Michael. What do you guys feel? 
Oh God, he's just mm-hmm. what he should be—a charm, you know, a, like a a, a a charm, you know, like a, um, I don't know. I just know that it's a no, but you know, it's cute on the surface. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not there's not a lot of depth there. Um, you know, it's he knows this is what I get off of him. <laughs> We're just bashing these guys. Um, uh, but what I get from him, you know, he knows how to. He may know how to pose or he may know how to conduct himself, but there's not, you, you, you start getting in and you're just going to get surface. It's surface shit. Sorry, excuse Ooh, my language, yeah, but right it is It's just a surface, you know, you're not going to really get, he, he might pretend to have a real conversation, but you're not really getting the true part of him. Yes. And um, he doesn't I even know him in my mind. Oh, are we shutting down the show? It's closing. Uh, Nicole dropped. She dropped the call. I don't know where oh. she went. Did she? Okay. Oh no. Uh, but I think it's. Oh. I think it's starting here. to kick people out. I think it's starting to close down the the switchboard here because we're oh. way over time. Um, but Nicole, if you're listening in, everybody was dead on with that assumption <laughs> of Michael the Libra. That was That's that was too a, funny. A, Perfect way to understand him. I definitely like the second guy um, that you're talking about. But the biggest thing that I wanted to say with him is know each other's love language. Know how one another communicates and what is needed from each other and be able to communicate on that level. Be able to have that communication and don't let yourself get fired up and reactive. You definitely have to to learn to keep your your cool. Are we still being like... Oh, sorry. Is oh, it, go ahead. Is no, it no, still no. being recorded at all, or is it yes. is it like yes. way past that? No, it's still recorded. No, it's recorded. Recorded. Oh, okay, okay. Right. I wanted to say real quick uh, to that point, like speaking to that reactionary commentary that you made, Brendan. Like, be careful, Nicole, with conflating anger with passion, and I think that sums up a mm-hmm. lot, a big chunk of the issues that will come about in that relationship. Just like what you were saying, Brenda. Sorry. All right, I'm done now. Yeah. That's, done, perfect. Done, done. That's perfect. Uh, I'm so sorry, you guys. We are out of time here. We're not going to be able to take any more calls. Um, but I feel like we should definitely make this a little bit more regular to be on air. You guys are great. I, I appreciate the both of you being here. It's always such a good energy, and I love that you know people are coming in ready to, to connect with us, waiting and, and, and ready, uh, whether it's readings or just listening to the information we have. So uh, thank you both for being here. I'm connecting with myself and the callers. It's a a beautiful moment when we can come together like this, just as we are talking about in the show. So thank you. Oh, I thank you for having us on. Thank you so much. My, yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. So for everybody listening in, thank you all for tuning in. You can be sure to find Kathy um, on her Facebook page, Spiritual Readings and Tarot by Catherine uh, Dionysus Crawford on his Facebook page. Uh, if you get in through in a message, you should consider yourself lucky. Um, and then you can also find myself, <laughs> Brandon Hauser, uh, the dream teacher at thedreamteacher.com. Uh, please take a listen to my sample headphone hypnotherapy. Um, it's up on YouTube, and you can also find it on my website as well. Um, it does a full body relaxation, which I really love. And I also use sound in specific uh, to be able to induce a hypnotic subconscious level state. So take a listen. I, I really think you would all enjoy it, especially if you're dealing with a lot of anxiety, 
um, anxious feelings, nervous feelings, anything that is kind of drawing a sense of fear in you, uh, I think this would definitely help. So you can click on that link there in the show page, Headphone Hypnotherapy. Uh, thank you all again for tuning in. Be sure to follow the show uh, and subscribe to be able to get the feed uh, if you want other uh, information about episodes coming in. Is there any way, like, the three of us can still chat? Because I wanted to ask Dionysus something afterwards when we're not being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine all that, right. too. I imagine us all talking off air. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did as well, which I was going to facilitate. But now you all know, listeners, that we also talk outside of radio. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's all say right, bye let's to the listeners and let's go chat. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.